It said it's one sentence. Edition of Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Como tal, boo? What's up? What's going hey. on? Ima, Ima, Ima. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. That is what they say, right? So... How you doing, Papa D? Everything is cool. Everything is cool. Fired up. Uh-oh. Fired ready up. Go. Ready to go. I heard you. One thing about today, boy, or any day, is always news. We, we ain't lacking news, I'll be honest with you. No, we're not. All right. Chad, are you good? I'm great. How about you guys? You doing all right over there? Yeah. Doing good. Doing good. All righty. All right, Papa Didi, do you think? All right, let's open up with, uh, oh, man, I was going to talk about something, but I'll hold that, and I'll talk about something else. Okay. Let's talk about Ryan DeSantis. Okay, first of all, let's, uh, let's pay homage and sympathy to the people that, uh, endured this last uh, hurricane. What was it called? Isnia or something? I don't know. I forgot the name name wrong, but I know. But the one in Florida. Begin with I. The one, yeah, whatever. Or the one that hit the south. Yeah, but um, now the Santas gets on there and he, he, now now, now, uh, the president, he already said that he's going to do whatever it takes to put Florida back in shape and all that. Now, all of a sudden, DeSantis gets on there and says, yeah, we're doing all we can to help everybody else. I'm I'm a, I'm a spent tireless hours um, making sure that the government provide now, not, not biting or not the Democrats or anything, that the government provides us what we need and FEMA gives us what we need, yada, yada, yada. But in the political world, he's not mentioning no personal names or not calling them now. These people call Trump's name a thousand times a day, okay? And this is for crap. You know, Trump ain't doing nothing special. He's just doing a bunch of crap. But this man did not say, uh, you know, President Biden would help us out or the current administration or FEMA, Biden's FEMA administration. He just said the government, the government, the government. To me, it sounds like a complete diss. First of all, you need the money, and that's where you're going to get your relief money from. So despite how you feel about him, you know, you, you didn't even mention anything. He just made his business to keep saying the government. What do you think about that? That you got to be so much behind political lines that you just can't even speak up for somebody that's helping out your, your war-torn ass 
state, then you got no choice but to rely on DC. You know, mm. what do you think? Me? Oh, yeah. I, I think, as usual, uh, he didn't want to give any credit to the Biden administration. Because to say the government, what you're speaking on is the Biden administration. <laughs> exactly. He, just, so, he blew right over that. Exactly. So instead of him just saying that I'm going to reach out to the president and make sure we get what we need, et cetera, he just tries to make it sound like the government is some distant foreign entity that he has to work and, and pet beg and do all this extra stuff no, when all this stuff was already in motion. Biden already said he was helping Florida. That's so. what I'm saying. It was already in motion. So once again, he's blowing smoke. Hmm. But going, oh, I'm sorry. I'll go to Kettle first, and then I want to say something about Jacksonville. Uh, what do no, you think, Kettle? No, go ahead. No. Go ahead. I'm 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 still trying to understand what you're asking, Papa. You know what? What he's talking bad about the Biden administration, or no? He didn't want to mention their them? name. He didn't want to mention that their name or their administration was helping them. He was just saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna do my best to get all we can from the government and from FEMA from the government." <laughs> I mean, what the and Biden just said an hour ago, we're gonna do everything we can to get Florida back on the seat. So it's already done. FEMA's already in motion. Right. You know, and FEMA's in motion over in Hawaii. So does he, does he really want that job as president? No. Juggling two different disasters at one time? I mean, yeah, but, no. but the question is, you know, do you think, mm-hmm. yeah, the question was, you know, why wouldn't he give, even say Biden's name or saying the Biden administration or just don't want to give. It's almost like Republicans can't say a damn thing nice about no anything right. Democrat. But I, I, just I think their program. I just think their program to say those things or do those things. You know, yeah. it's not about giving credit. It's just saying his name. I guess I just just like us. I guess we don't want to say um, forty-five name. You know, so I mean, I guess it goes both ways. But. Yeah, we already know who's giving, you know, who's who's giving the money. We already know the name, so let's get beyond that. He said the government. Okay, fine, we'll take that. I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't get so caught <laughs> yeah, up in one. Yeah. It's like, all right, fine. You, know, yeah. you want to call us by that? You want to call us by slang name? Yeah. Go ahead. You want to call it those people in D.C. or yeah. whatever? Right. I wouldn't mm. get caught up on that. He, he, he knows who's, who's giving him the resources and. Things of that nature. So I mean, you don't want to say the name, fine. But you know where it's going. No, he sure didn't about. say the name at all. No. But no, what I was going to say you. about what I was going to add about Jacksonville, and this was what about mm-hmm. a week ago or more now, when the shooting mm-hmm. happened in Jacksonville. By the time DeSantis showed up on the scene, you know, just basically to show face, because there was nothing mm-hmm. for him to do. But he got booed so bad. And I'm like, dang, you're the governor of the state, and the people did not want you there. They didn't appreciate your presence, and they booed you to let you know, get out of here. And I was like, dang, man, but you think you're going to run and be president? Well, that's and your own on... folks in your state are booing you? He'd been on that campaign trail for so long. 
that, you know, he was all up in Iowa and New Hampshire and then debate and everything. And then all of a sudden there's this shooting over there of the uh, black people by this, this racist joker as usual. And, uh, he wanted to come over and act like he could balance it out. But I mean, hell, you ain't been around in, in months. Yeah, doing you that show thing. up all after then the you fact. Show up like talk, you acting like you give a damn about Florida when you was out there trying to get another job somewhere. It used to be back in the day where you was running for office, you had to quit your current job. Now you can hold on to your job and run for president. So, hell, if whether you lose or not, you still got a job. So I don't think that's fair because if you got confidence enough to think you're going to win the presidency, then give up your job as the governor. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, hell, he got the best of both worlds. He's acting like he want to win, but he really don't give a shit. He just got elected governor of Florida, so he's in for the next four years anyway. So whether he win, lose, or draw, it don't even matter to him. Yeah. He's just trying to build his popularity up so when he does win, you know, four years from now or has a better chance four years from now, they just kind of toying with, you know, um, Trump's people basically to see how they can, you know, tickle their fancy. I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess. It is. Anyway, so we'll I move just want on. to put that out there. You'll we'll move on. You want to do the kettle, uh, the uh, rundown, kettle? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Put me to work already, huh? Yeah, go ahead. What we got? All right. Come on with it. What you got? All right. We got a lot to cover. Um, our in focus tonight is uh, Mitch McConnell freezes again. Are you serious? Okay. Also, the Proud Boys sentence uh, for participation in the January 6th. I guess we're going to see who's, who's, who's being sentenced uh, on this January 6th thing here. And um, I have an article called The FDA Sends Warning Letters to Three Major Baby Formula Majors. That's going to be pretty interesting. Um, also, our cocktail of the week, the September Heat Wave uh, cocktail, was popping with Papa Didi, of course. Uh, we're going to light that up with our weird news. Um, revelers hurled tomatoes at each other at Spanish Town's Tomatina uh, party. Also, police stopped a Nebraska man for a bucking law uh, with bull riding and shotgun. And also, Chicago TV news crew robbed while reporting a string of robberies. Wow. I'm just saying with red wine, Denny's is at it again. Living for the city of Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up. I got a good one tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You are listening to an encore presentation of A Pajama Party Show. Enjoy. Welcome back to the John Party One. Papa Didi, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're gonna go right into in focus, and I've got the first one. I want to talk about Mitch McConnell. Your boy. What? Now, what is going on with Mitch McConnell? Apparently, Mitch has got an issue going on. Yeah, he does. Now, Mitch McConnell is like 81. I believe he's 81 years old. Mm -hmm. So questions are swirling around about Mitch McConnell's health and, you know, what's really happening with him because 
he had another incident where he froze at the podium again. Now, he was, uh, let's see, he's the senator and he's the GOP, um, what is his title? Senate leader. Senate leader, thank you. So he was taking questions from reporters for the second time, um, and, of course, now the topic of his age is becoming uh, a relevant topic. And and it's interesting because prior to his two freezing incidents, Republicans had been criticizing President Biden about holding a second term because of his age, right? Mm-hmm. But, but now you're looking at Mitch for the second time. Um, oh, he's from Kentucky, representing Kentucky as a senator. But he froze just before answering a question from a reporter about whether or not he's going to seek reelection in 2026. I'm like, the man is 81. This is 2023. You're asking him if he's going to seek election again at 2026. And before he can answer the question, he just froze like a deer in headlights for the second time. And it happened again about a month ago during a press conference up on Capitol Hill. Someone asked a question, and he just stood there looking blank, never answered. He didn't feign or any of that. But, you know, of course, people are saying, you know, they're deeply concerned about his health and all that. And, uh, you know, the statement is, well, he's not just a senator from anywhere. He's the Senate minority leader, which means he's in charge of leading the party, not just in committees, but in policy and ideas. So, of course, people are saying it's obvious that he's not well, and there's been a decline in his communication skills. But we were also told right before he froze this time that he just addressed some fundraiser group of people like a day or two before, and none of this was an issue. He did fine. I'm like, yeah, well, where was the media to document that? Because I don't know what happened there. But, you know, the um, on Thursday, an attending physician up on Capitol Hill allegedly confirmed that Mitch McConnell suffered from, quote, unquote, occasional lightheadedness due to a previous concussion that he suffered when he fell back in March. Now, the physician said in a letter that Mitch McConnell is medically cleared to continue working. And I'm like, uh, okay, so what quack doctor cleared him to go back to work when he stood right there and had another freezing moment? Clearly something's not right with him. And this is not about a Republican or Democratic thing. What do y'all want this man to do, drop dead on the job? Something is going on. Now, if this man has all this power, why is he still handling day-to-day jobs, uh, day-to-day responsibility of his job, if he clearly is having some kind of health challenge, I'll call it that, and everybody's just sweeping it under the rug like he's okay, he's all right. When he froze this time, the woman walked up to one side of him, and, and I think she repeated the question or something she said and he didn't move he was frozen and then the man came up on the other side and said something about do you want to go outside or step outside or something like that he couldn't even answer 
And then by the time he finally snapped out of it, what did he say? Okay. Yeah, where were we kind of thing? Yeah, he just, and he could barely get the words out. He just went, okay. And I'm like, okay, y'all need to get this man some medical help. Yeah. Because whoever this quack doctor who said he was cleared for duty is not looking out for his best interest. So all this chatter that they've been talking about, is Biden going to be able to, you know, do his job because of his age? I'll give Biden at least he's not freezing in front of the mic. (laughs) So I don't know. But something's not right. You know, you got people like uh, Nikki Haley said something like, well, if you vote for Joe Biden uh, for reelection, you're really counting on President Kamala Harris. Yeah, that's what Nikki Haley put out there. I'm like, okay, so stoke the fire for all the racists to say, oh, yeah, if he gets in again, it's really going to be a black woman in charge because Biden won't be able to hang. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, is going on with this. Is it Marjorie Green saying something that he's not fit? I mean, she's on the public side. Mhm. Well, Marjorie, you say Marjorie Taylor Green? Yeah, crazy lady. But she's yeah. saying something about uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, he really? wasn't fit. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised myself. I was like, "Are you serious?" So, Marjorie don't care. <laughs> maybe she, <laughs> you're right. I agree. But I mean, what what business position hold? Is it about the money? Is it about the Power or what is it about? I mean, and I is there something power. that they can re, re, re-elect someone quickly, or how does this work? I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, in my opinion on it is that, uh, you know, if you've seen that movie, uh, Distinguished Gentleman, that was mm-hmm. called, mm-hmm. with uh, right. Eddie Murphy. Not, was it was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, no. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Um, the type, the thing was the name you know. You know, that was the, the premise of it. And that's what politics is all about, the name you know. And mm-hmm. you can't win. And down in Kentucky like that, if it's a completely red state, and that's the name they know. I mean, look at people to get back in with the name you know. Look at your boy out of Vermont. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. The name you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's who they vote for, the name you know. And when people had the last person that ran up against him in Kentucky, you know, gave him a little challenge. It was a younger person and so once he's out of the game, you know, it's fair game. So mm-hmm. they worried about that. And then they worried about the, the Senate votes and stuff like that. They're more worried about the strength of the party than they worried about this man's mm-hmm. health. And yeah, it's the same clearly. with same with Feinstein on mm-hmm. the Democratic side, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. she's older than him, and she's been losing her mind lately. And it's so sad because, you know, incapacitation is a, is a reality in life in, in a lot of cases, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I've experienced that, you know, being a guardian well, what is of someone. It? They, they, right, but they, they can't find another person. No, they don't think anybody, because once that, once that name goes away, the competition right. will be a lot easier in Kentucky to lose that seat. 
And that it is sad that they're thinking like that, you know. And, and they, I mean, I just and, and say they that don't because want to, that's to how they're thinking. To be lost to a Democrat, is that what it is? Exactly, because Democrats ran against him recently, and now a lot of people are coming up mm-hmm. of, a, of a different color. You know, they're black and they're yeah, Spanish. Different ethnicity. They're, they're, right. They're not just Democrats, but they're, you know, a Hispanic Democrat. They're like, oh, fuck, you know. Or India. They don't want to lose. I mean, even you look at the people that walk around behind McConnell, all them old geezers. Whenever he's at the podium, you ever see the people got got behind him? Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. it looks like a, a Bonanza episode. And shit. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, the guy but that walks no, into Yeah, my thing is, why don't. They try to either recruit some younger people or something because I'm just reading his background. And he has, this is his seventh term as United States Senator from Kentucky and his second yeah. stint as the Senator Minority Leader. He previously had this post in 2007 to 2015. That's a long time. Yeah. What I mean, you know, it, 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 it's got to be the name or the prestige of this it's man. It's definitely the name. But he is not capable, or he's not name. capable of handling this position. It's just crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me. Eddie Murphy said it real Green, clear about the name you know. Yeah. Right, but it, but, but Marjorie Green, she said it. I mean, she's a Republican. She's on their side, and she even said he's not fit. So, you know, y'all need to scramble and find somebody a, else. He probably knows a Republican in Kentucky that that she's pulling for to get his job. So she wants That's him out fine. there so her, one of her buddies can get in there. But, okay. I think in, but I think in the past, like whenever um, a senator has passed away, then they just have uh, a special election. They hold a special election and they get, you know, they, the people from that state vote and put somebody else in that position or if the person retired. So for Dianne Feinstein and for Mitch McConnell, if both of them would just go ahead and retire, those two states could just have a special election and get somebody else in there. But I think the issue with McConnell is that Mitch McConnell, if you think back, had his head so far up Trump's behind, and the way that whatever Trump said or did when Trump was in office Mitch was a yes man all day, all night, and the party went along with it because he was leading the party. And I think because of Trump leading the polls now, they still, they the party, those that are still Trump believers, they still want to keep Mitch right there where he is so that he can be Trump's yes man again if Trump gets elected. And have access to whatever Mitch has access to. And whatever that is. So that way you get that puppeteering going on. Trump gets what he wants. The party gets run by Trump. Because, see, the problem in the Republican Party is that there is now way too many people that are breaking off from the Trump heads, and there's going to be a big division in that party. So I think, you know, if Mitch moves out the way, that's where people are going to start rising up to the surface, like what Kettle was saying. You mean, you mean Trump? People dropping off. You mean you say people dropping off? You talking about uh, elected officials? Yeah. Or Trumpers, not actual. Trumpers. I'm talking about Trump elected Trumper elected officials. Yeah, right, right before they see all the crimes he's related yeah. to, and those jokers don't want to. Them jokers don't want to go to no. Yeah, it's getting to the point now that stuff, it's too you know. difficult for them to save face and still support that man. So I think some of them are starting to back off some. 
So, mm-hmm. but anyway, that that's that. So. Yeah. But okay. let me see. Let me see one more thing. Mhm. Mhm. In in relative to to just just to what we were talking about age wise, age and ability. Ability is another thing, because mm-hmm. you know I'm watching old girl the other day in the U.S. Open. You know. What are you talking about? Venus Williams. Oh. And, I mean, that was just a sad thing to watch. Sometimes you know, it's time to learn not... a whole in the fold, and it's time for Mitch McConnell to fold. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, Bob. Same with Venus. Same with Venus. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to put Venus down. She was fantastic. Right. But but one thing we all remember what old folks always say is, and this too will come to pass, and I think people need to understand that in life for all of us. Father time is undefeated. Father right. time is undefeated. Yeah. And 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 we need to just get out of the game because uh, those yeah. two freezing episodes, that was some scary stuff. I mean, he just, yeah. it was like yeah. a boxer. Yeah. And, you know, boxers will tell you mm-hmm. that when they get hit like that and fall down, get mm-hmm. knocked out, ten, 10 seconds go by quick as hell. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? I think they're gonna wait for the man croak over or drop dead. I hate to say it, but yeah, that's what they're yeah, gonna wait for. Yeah, yeah everybody is making. And you know, the excuses right. that people are making for him is scary. Yeah, yeah. 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 All, right. all right, we're gonna move yeah. on. Okay, I, I have one with the FDA. The FDA has sent warning letters to three formula companies. Um, remember back uh, about a year ago, they had a shortage in the formulas. And uh, uh, so now the red flagging concerns about serious quality control issues at some of the manufacturing facilities. The warning letters were all sent out Wednesday to um, Redkick, Mead, Johnson, and Perigo, two long-dominating industry forces. Um, um, so all three companies had jumped into a ramp um, up their manufacturing amid an uh, urgent baby formula shortage last year in the wake of the major recalls at Abbott. Um, that was one of the major suppliers of the um, baby formula. But Abbott got, you know, had recalls, so these three companies stepped up. But still, I think they took shortcuts and things of that nature. So um, alongside the publication of new warning letters, the FDA also reassured Americans that it believes prior recalls of baby formula products were effective in moving the um, potentially contaminated batches. The agency said parents and caregivers do not need to discard or avoid uh, purchasing formula at this time. Um, but they do mention something. It's, it, it's a, uh, a bacteria called Chronobacter. can be uh, widely uh, found in the environment, but in infants it can be deadly. So it just um, its discovery inside of the Abbott um, Michigan plant last year prompted a massive uh, voluntary formula recall in February 2022 after four babies who had been cons- had consumed Abbott's formula contracted this um, particular infection. So um, that includes it's a fever, poor feeding, excessive crying, and very low energy. So that particular uh, Chronobacter fever that's in the um, infants because of the um, issues with the um, bacteria in those products. So FDA called out these three 
uh, companies and say, hey, look, you got to beef up what you're doing or you got to, you know, take some precautions on, on what you're doing. So um, you just don't want those infections in those babies. So, I mean, do you guys remember the shortage uh, back a year ago, the uh, baby formula? Sure. No, I didn't hear yeah. about that. Yeah, of course. Where were you? I, I yeah. didn't hear about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the, the the president Amen. put something in the play that they were trying to rush the formula because there was just nothing on the shelves. Uh, you know, the pandemic hit and, you know, just a lot of things happened. Oh, you're yeah. talking about when mm-hmm. it happened originally. Okay. Right. February 2022, there was a shortage. Oh, okay. Abbott, yeah, I remember that. Right. Right. Abbott, they... Um, had to shut Abbott, the Abbott um, uh, plant down because there was a lot of bacteria and infections in the baby. This Clonobacter uh, infection uh, was in the formula. So it probably they were taking shortcuts and things of that nature, you know, because I guess it take, it, it's a process to make this. And mm-hmm. they were rushing. I guess they, that, that was the key thing. They were rushing to make the formula. So, of course, they probably took shortcuts. So, I mean, you know. And in the interim, you know, that's when this uh, bacteria infection thing came about in the formula. But, um, yeah, so FDA called, you know, three major companies out on it. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. But, yeah. Wow. Who knew? Mm-hmm. And they better work that out. Uh, For sure, yeah. So, we'll, we'll continue to follow the story, see what's going to happen. You know, but that's you know that's something I'm, I I don't you don't see on the news. They're talking about baby formula anymore. It was a big deal when it was a shortage about a year ago, but now it's like okay, nobody knows about it. You know, so it's not a big deal, big issue. But, um, yeah, we're gonna keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was saying I hadn't heard anything recently. About it, I remember when it first happened, and that's all we could hear about. But you're right; it's like once all the hoopla dies down, you don't hear anything about it. But I guess you, you know, if you have a baby, a newborn, these things, I guess you know, you, you research or you see, um, you know, on a regular basis. So it's, it's good that people, if people keep up on it, you know, the, you know, baby to get infected. So. All right, good info. All right, Papa D, what's your in focus? Well, let's see. Let's talk about these Proud Boys that was uh, Uh sentenced for participating on the uh, July 6th riot there. But I don't think, now these guys got some big numbers, you know, a few of them. But I think their belief is that Trump is going to win in November 24, and Trump is going to pardon everybody. Everybody's going to get out of jail. So they figure they got about maybe, yeah. A year and two months or so to do before they can get out on, you know, time served due to being pardoned by the president. Because that's the plan. You know, when 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 Trump gets in, and he he definitely believes he's going to get in. And because everybody, there's so many people that's trying to get pardoned. I think a lot of people will get him in just to thank, just to help him get, oh, I mean, it's, it's ugly. That's how they're going to pay for all their crimes is with a big-ass pardon. But let's talk about these Proud Boys for a minute. 
Now, these Proud Boys, they were sentenced for a particular for their participation. Now, the one guy was a self-described uh, sergeant of arms for the Proud Boys and a member of the uh, far-right extreme group, extreme group, which uh, where he was sentenced to a combined 28 years in federal penitentiary for their roles in the January 6th riot on the uh, U.S. Capitol in 2021. Now, one thing you got to look at when you see these cases and these numbers and all that jazz, remember, these guys aren't going to Rawway State Prison in, in, in Rawway, New Jersey. They're not going to Trenton State Prison in Trenton, New Jersey, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not going to a prison over there in, uh, what is it, Lorton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're going to federal penitentiaries. Federal penitentiaries is a whole other game. The level is run, the cleanliness it has based on the state situation. They're more concerned now about what's going to happen in Georgia when they get sentenced over in that joint. But then that case there was a situation where harassment and verbal and all that jazz. So most of those cases, in my opinion, going to end up with, you know, probation, you know, and things like that. But these Proud Boys are really thinking that if Trump gets back in office, any Republican gets back in office, they're going to be pardoned, you know? So anyway, this guy's name is uh, Ethan Nordham. He's the leader of the uh, Seattle chapter of the Proud Boys, okay? He was sentenced to 18 years in prison and um, and the three years of uh, super, supervised release. Uh, the prosecutor on Friday called for a the undisputed the undisputed guy to um, take another 14 years. This guy, Dominique uh, Perezzo, he's a member of the Proud Boys and became one of the more recognizable faces on the ride because uh, of his verbal stuff and all that jazz. He was stationed, he was sent to 10 years. So these guys were like, you know, when it came to their situation, one of them was crying when he got sentenced. And then had the nerve to shout out when they took him away that, you know, Trump won the election. Mm-hmm. As he was crying when he got the sentence, because they, they say in a law of averages, there's a few things in life that really shell shock you. Getting convicted of something or somebody saying that you, you have cancer or something of that nature. Or, you know what I mean? There's a few real key things that happen in your life that really shell shock you. And this guy was shell shocked. But then as he's getting taken away, he yells out the Trump won after you've been sentenced and you sat there crying like a damn baby. But, see, these guys are all Aryan Nation Proud Boy guys, so when they go to prison, they're going to be running shit anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So why are they worried about going to prison when they're already going there with Proud Boy, KKK, white supremacy credentials? So they can already go there and chill. Because they just got to hang around, you know, because I'm sure in prison everybody hangs around everybody. You know, it's got to do with, you know, whether you're Muslim or whatever the situation is. Everybody knows it's in the same area. So these guys ain't worried. And like I tell you before, they're waiting for November of 2024. They're hoping right. to Trump, because when Trump, if Trump becomes president, he's going to pardon everybody. You hear me? Anybody got convicted of anything is coming out of jail. Anybody. He's going to pardon uh, Giuliani, you name it. I mean, he'd be able to pardon one of that Georgia stuff, but I don't think that Georgia stuff is going to send anybody to jail anyway. But on the federal situation, they're all going to get pardoned. I mean, I'm just speaking on this because this is the reality of it. If he wins, I doubt if he wins. But if they even don't win, then they got problems, you know. 
But they're waiting around for another another Republican to get in. Because whatever Republican president get in is going to, they're just going to do the whole thing. Because these, these people nowadays want votes. They want automatic votes. Nobody wants to fight for votes anymore, you know? Nobody wants to, like, like make real music. Everybody just wants to take what's right there already, you know, automatic stuff. And that's, to me, that's, how's that win an election when you came in on Donald Trump's vote? So you're trying to be nice to Donald Trump's people to get his votes. Well, what about you coming in raw and just, you know, just get in there? Everybody came in raw. You know, Alicia Keys came in raw. John Lezen came in raw. And they made their own, you know, fans. I mean, you got to, you know, I don't understand. They, and they, at the debates, you got another one coming up in September. They were still kissing Trump's ass. I'm like, why don't you stand up for yourself? Even when uh, Tim Scott was questioned by the white guy in the diner, saying, why are you stand up to Trump there? How do you expect to stand up to the Russians and the Chinese when you can't even stand up to Trump? And Tim's like, well, if you let me talk. I was doing that because I'm like, Tim, please, give me a break. And why God was right. Oh, Timmy, Tim. You couldn't even stand up, to, you couldn't stand up to Trump on a stage because you think you want his 75 million votes. What do you come in? You come in this, what, what politician comes in to just go and get a handful of votes off the table and take it over to his ballot box? When does it get like that? Shouldn't you just get out there and, and do your thing? Like Barack did, came out of nowhere. You know, nobody knew Barack. So, I mean, it's just... But this, this, this Proud Boy situation in closing on this, they're not going to have anything to worry about. Cause when they go to that easy federal penitentiary, they're going to be Proud Boys already, and, uh, you know, they'll always be set up, and, and it's going to be interesting. So, they have nothing to worry about. You know, they're... they're they're supremacists, so they already got their spot in the damn prison. Yeah, they're going to find out when they get behind those bars. Shit. Federal bars, come on. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and then we're coming back okay. with Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. You are listening to an encore presentation of a pajama party show. Enjoy. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's now time for Kettle. And the cocktail of the week, week, week. What you got for us All this right. week, Channel? We we need a cocktail. Oh. Yeah, we do. I mean, that, that caller, that last caller, I mean, you put it out there. Something to think about. You say, hmm. All right. Uh, the cocktail of the week is called the September Heat Wave. If you like your whiskey cocktails with a peachy, lemon, sweetness, and a spicy edge, you'll love this September Heat Wave. I use uh, crushed uh, red pepper to give this tasty little cocktail the perfect spicy thing. All right, our ingredients include two ounces of your favorite whiskey. Um, I like Jameson or uh, you can do uh, uh, Knob here. Um, or Knob Creek, I'm sorry. Uh, one ounce of fresh peach juice, a half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, 
one teaspoon of crushed red pepper, and uh, cherries to garnish. So we're going to pour all these ingredients into a shaker over ice, shake vigorously, strain uh, crushed pepper, and pour garnish with the cherries. And that is the September Heat Wave Cocktail of the Week. Week, week. Woo! Good one, Kettle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, that I needed uh-huh. that. Ooh, all that right. You and me both. All right. Good one. Thank September you. Heat Wave. I like it. I like it. I like it. All righty. Papa Didi, you know the question. What's popping? What's popping? Talk to us. What's up? Well, you know, um, I had some subjects of my own, but, you know, the caller kind of put something in my head a little bit that, uh, you know, uh, one thing we learn as people is, like, you know, you hear people say it's not how you, what you say, but how you say it and things like that. There's a time and place for everything. You know, I think the problem that, that Trump had is that uh, he couldn't get out of his own way. You know what I mean? He couldn't be nice for a minute and do what he had to do without trying to, just like, you know, that, that mug shot that he showed really reflects just where his head is. You know what I mean? See, your head and heart at some point have to align. You know, they can't be in two short air in two separate places on your body but your head and your heart have to combine in order for you to find peace with yourself and others in order to love someone else in your life your head and heart got to be in the right place if your heart's in one place and your head is over here just like when people drive and people mostly drive with distractions because everybody's not cut out to be on the cell phone and drive at the same time they just ain't that fucking good you know what i mean cut and dry, you know, but uh, what what Trump was doing is that, sure, he was doing that situation there, but see, you can't have a uh, a beef for a certain group of people and go after that particular southern border thing, because there are people, there's people coming in this country from everywhere. You got Asians sneaking in. You got Africans sneaking in. You got, you got um, Caribbean sneaking in. See, we tend to think that Hispanic, Spanish, and Mexico is the only motherfuckers crossing the border. That's a bunch of bullshit. Okay? They're crossing the border by way of Hawaii, by way of Alaska, coming up through Vietnam, around um, Australia, you know, because they know America's distracted on the southern border. Texas, San Antonio, Mexico and things like that. That's where, you know, the population of that. And those are the ones that infiltrate. Because, well, hell, if you come in from that certain area, then that's what you're going to infiltrate. If you come in from Texas, then you're going to come over and infiltrate, you know, Louisiana and things like that, which is right next to Texas and things like that. But we don't see the people that came in by way of Australia that came over up through Canada or down through this way and that way and made a but they're all up in seattle and things like that and in washington state and all around you know portland and everything like that i mean i'm not making no excuses for anything 
but we have to handle stuff as a whole. We got a boundary off the whole damn world, the whole United States. And see, a lot of other countries do that by what they call the communism, you know? That's why you look at the Russians and, 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 and China and all of them, everybody's on a regiment. You look at their bands marching and stuff and their military people marching, everybody looks like it's a, a, a video they march in such sequence because they're all under a regiment. And that regiment right there, all them people protect all their territories. But we don't want to go there because we're a free country. So freedom has this level of relaxation. And we're still trying to get over the crack epidemic and things of that nature. We're still trying to deal with COVID and all that. So we're still trying to deal with North Philly and, and South Side of Chicago. So our internal problems are always going to be, you know, I mean, you want to do a lot of shit in your life, but if you got a stomach ache, you can't do shit. Your legs, you can't walk, you can't talk, whatever, because your stomach hurts. Well, I got to go to the bathroom. So America's always full of shit, so we can't really branch out because we got so much internal shit inside of us. So no matter who the president is, they can't cure anything. Then you got that crazy-ass governor over in Texas who's sending people to different places. He ain't sending them back. They're coming into Texas. Why isn't he sending them back over to the joint? He's Republican like Trump. What's his name, Abbott? Abbott. He putting them on a bus and sent them all the way to New York. So what the fuck is he doing? He's acting like he's getting rid of them out of Texas, but you're sending them deeper into America, into New York where they can just blend like a motherfucker. They can blend up in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Long Island, you know? And the mayor right now of New York, the brother's losing his mind. He's got more people up there because Texas thinks that he's solving their problems. Well, send them to New York. So, yeah, Trump is trying to do a, do a thing with that there, but separating children from their fucking parents, that ain't the best way to do shit, you know? So it's a lot of things you have to look at Trump doing that was kind of fucked up. You know, and then you got Abbott in that big ass state of Texas. He's sending people all over the goddamn world on a bus. Now, who's authorizing him to drive through? You don't get to New York from Texas overnight. You can't get to New York from Texas on a fucking Amtrak overnight. How long does it take on a bus? Four or five days? How many rest stops did they stop at? And when they stopped at a rest stop on the way to New York, how many motherfucking migrants got off the bus and didn't get back on? So the shit is ugly all over. You know, it's all over. If you don't wipe your ass clean, you're going to smell shit during the day while you're walking. It's just that simple. I'm going to leave it at that. We. All right. You are right about that. All right. You're going to smell it all through the day. All right. Don't lighten it up. You are listening to an encore presentation of a pajama party show. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi. I'm uh, here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. I'm Bonsoir, darling. And it's time to 
lighten it up. And we're going to go to the weird news. And uh, I think I've got the first one tonight. So this one is coming out of Spain, España. Uh, Revelers hurl tomatoes at each other at a Spanish town's tomatina party. This is out of Buñol, Spain. About 15,000 people, including many tourists, pasted each other with tomatoes on Wednesday as Spain's annual Tomatina street battle took place in the eastern town of Buñol. Workers on trucks tipped 120 towns of over-ripened tomatoes into the main street of the town for participants to throw at each other. The street fight leaves both the street, the houses, and the participants dreamt in red tomato pulp. Now, they sell tickets for this thing. Tickets for the festival start at roughly $13. The town houses down the area and the revelers show off within 15, I'm sorry, show off within minutes of the hour-long battle. Oh, my goodness. The festival, which was held the last Wednesday of August, was inspired by a food fight between local children in 1945 in the town located in the tomato-producing region. Media attention in the 1980s turned it into a national and an international event, drawing participants from every corner of the world. People traveled to Spain to be involved in this tomato-throwing event. Participants used swimming goggles to protect their eyes and usually dress in T-shirts and shorts. And the party is ranked by Spain as an international tourism attraction. Can you imagine that? A tourist attraction. Come for the tomato-throwing festival the last Wednesday in August. Go figure. That's what they do last Wednesday of August in in Buñol in Spain, if you want to get involved in that. That's my weird No, thank you. (laughs) All right. Man, Um, somebody threw tomatoes in my hair, I would be not happy. I know that's right. Um, okay. this, I, I have the next one here. Police stopped Nebraska man for bucking the law with a bull riding shotgun in his car. A car driving with a bull and it was pulled over by police in Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska Captain Chad Raymond said it didn't take long for officers to track down the modified. Uh, Ford Crown Victoria today with a bull riding shotgun after 911 call about it driving on the main highway. Um, he said, we, we didn't have a full understanding of it uh, until we saw it. <laughs> okay. The car that uh, Lee Meyer was driving uh, in uh, across the area for years has had the windshield and roof removed to make room for his bull. The bull's name wow. is Holly Doody. He rode alongside him. A yellow metal cattle gate serves as the passenger side door, allowing for the uh, bull to be tied up, and a set of longhorn serves as a hood ornament. Wow. 
So a sign on the uh, side of Maya's car has a, has a from a parade in uh, Borwell late last month declared that the Howdy Doody eye-catching ride was judged the best car entry in Nebraska's Big Rodeo Parade. Really? <laughs> the guy said, uh, uh, remains that there were clearly some traffic violations related to Meyer's car, but the um, officer let him off with warning as long as he turned around and took Howdy Doody home. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. You guys have to see that picture. It's just crazy. The, uh, so bull the bull was the actually seat. in the passenger seat of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my it's like, goodness. You know, how they have the fake dummy uh, uh, people. He, he was in the uh-huh. front. You just see the horns and everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Y'all had nothing I else just to wonder do. how he get him in there. What do he do? Just open the car door and tell the bull, go ahead, get in. No, the bull, I guess, was dead. I don't know if the big bull was alive or not. I don't know. No, that bull was alive. Okay. I I looked that picture up, too. That bull is alive because he called him his best friend. That's not a dead bull. And that would be crazy if he was riding around with a dead bull. Okay. That's why it's called the weird news. All right, Papa Didi. What's your weirdness? My weirdness is just as interesting because I was planning a trip to Chicago. So, this is making me want to reconsider. The Chicago news crew was robbed at gunpoint while recording on a uh, string of robberies. Now, this is a uh, Chicago TV crew reporting on a string of robberies ended up robbed themselves after they were accosted by a gunman. By three armed gunmen were wearing ski masks. Now, this happened on the uh, Spanish language station Univision in Chicago. Said a reporter and, and a photographer were filming just before 5 a.m., which was a bad thing to do. Oh, it was Nowadays, dark. you got to, well, that's what dark is, you know, early dark 30. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody out but, you know, the, the, the vicious. So I guess they thought if you went there in a news truck, they'd be safe. But, uh, 5 a.m. on Monday morning in Chicago's West Town neighborhood, where three masked men, you know, branding firearms, robbed them, taking their TV camera and other items, okay? They were approached by gunmen and robbed. Mainly it was personal items, you know, cell phone, watches, wallets. And he took the TV camera, said uh, Louis Gonzalez, who was the vice president of the news at University of Chicago, Gonzalez said the crew was uh, filming a story about robberies in the West Town community that was slated to run on the Music News Live at 7 o'clock. And he said that the footage that they shot was stole, was inside the camera that was stolen. So the story the story they were shooting never made it to the air. So the police officer said the victim was uh, 28 and 42 years old. The uh, reporter was 28 and the cameraman was 42. Police said the pair was outside when the three drove up in a gray sedan and black SUV. After the armed robbery, they took uh, the news crew, they, they fled and up in their vehicle, and there's no arrests and no motive and nothing like that. So that's just unbelievable that you could be out there filming with a camera and you get robbed and somebody takes your camera. I mean, what what is the point of all that? But, you know, like the caller was saying earlier, what... 
you know, how we, we're so beat up. People think that you're robbing the vulnerable. But what if them what if them camera guys, you know, came back and cased that area and, you know, they were packing themselves? Yeah. Because I think that getting back at people or getting revenge on people or finding people in the neighborhood that's robbing people, you think it would be hard to find them people again? Mm-mm. Not at all. You take a good look at them and say, okay, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to put my running clothes on. I'm not going to do anything to them the same day or the day after. But I'm in this case, that neighborhood, and get to know them jokers or find out about them jokers. I mean, it's easy for somebody to get get back with you or get even with you. That That's easy, you know, because that as, a, broadcast as, quality a, as, camera. as a robber. Where are you going to sell that? Yeah, but as a robber and a criminal, you out there doing your stuff again because you sold a camera. Well, somebody going to buy the camera, you know. That ain't got nothing to do with it. You ain't got to do it in public, but somebody could take it to a wedding or something like that, do some filming. You know, I can ask some questions on it. Once you redo it, you can buy a Pensy or Hertz truck and paint it up, and you wouldn't know it belonged to Hertz. But anyway, you know, it's just uh, it's so sad that people will get, you know, getting robbed with a, at gunpoint is traumatizing. Absolutely. I'm sure they, I don't even know if they even work for the company anymore, you know. Cause, and uh, where's the protection? Where's Where's all that? And why are you out there time of the morning at old dark thirty? Sit in the truck. Don't be out there and set your stuff up at five o'clock in the morning, really, before the sun comes up. Anyway. Well, job in the world. Well, that wraps up the weird news. Well, all right, we're gonna take a break and come back with I'm just saying. You are listening to an encore presentation of a pajama party show. Enjoy. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bonsoir, darling. All right, uh, red wine. What I'm just saying. Take it away, red wine. Oh, merci beaucoup. Uh, tonight, I'm just saying, Denny's, 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 Denny's is at it again. Well, there's an investigation going on into a viral video that accuses a white waitress of refusing to serve two black customers and then calling the police on the two black customers. Now, the video, which was first posted on social media around the middle of August, It's about a five-minute video, and it shows a different waitress explaining to the two black men that they would have to leave uh, the location. It was a Sioux Falls, South Dakota location uh, for reasons that she said were not even clear to her. She just told them, you guys just have to go. The waitress told them that if you don't go, the police are going to be called, so you just need to go. So the two black men, uh, they were truck drivers just passing through, Damon Whitfield and Hector Madeira. They said they'd been sitting there at that table waiting for service for 15 minutes. Nobody came. Nobody asked them what they wanted. Nobody gave them a menu. They were basically ignored for 15 minutes. So then when they tried to get the attention of a waitress so that they could order, they were accused of yelling. And that's when two police officers showed up and escorted them 
from their table. I'm just saying, y'all, Denny's is at it again. Now, the officers gave the men the contact information for Denny's corporate office, basically telling them, look, if you want to, you know, file a complaint about the situation, you need to talk to corporate. You know, that would be your best course of action, yada, yada. So they gave them the information for corporate, and they made it clear that y'all going to have to get out of here. These people in this Denny's want you out, and we're here to escort you out. Y'all got to go. Now, News One had contacted Denny's trying to get some info and, you know, get the scoop on what exactly happened. So News One, that's a website, newsone.com, they reached out to Denny's uh, this past Wednesday night, and a marketing representative for the chain of Denny's restaurants responded on Thursday, yesterday, saying that the company is taking accusations seriously and that nobody as of yet has been held accountable for what is, what a, well, they didn't say this part. They said nobody's been held accountable. What we see when we look at this situation for all of us is that it was obviously either racial profiling, implicit bias, unadulterated anti-black racism, or a combination of all three. But keep in mind now, this is not the first time that Denny's got busted for being racist. I'm trying to tell y'all, Denny's is at it again. Now go back to 1993 when six black Secret Service agents filed a federal discrimination suit claiming that a Denny's in Annapolis, Maryland refused to serve them and this was just around the time that Denny's had just paid $54 million to settle lawsuits filed by thousands of black customers that had been refused service or had been forced to wait for longer wait times than white customers. So that came, like I said, that suit settlement came on the heels of the, uh, the federal, um, I mean, the Secret Service agents filing their claim. See, Denny's is, you know, every time it's like they get out of trouble, it's not long before they right back at it again at another location. Now, that one where they settled for that $54 million, that's the one where they said any black people who felt like they were discriminated, et cetera, et cetera, send your information in. I don't know if y'all remember that one. I think most yeah. black people ended up getting, what, a dollar? Three dollars and twenty. $3. I mean, something like that. It was less than $3, less than 5 put it that way. Okay. Now, in 2003, two black customers took legal action against the Los Angeles Denny's after they were asked to pay before they eat. Now, that's not the standard rule of a restaurant or any restaurant. When you sit down and eat, you eat, then you pay. But black people got targeted in L.A., and that was 2003. There was another incident, 2017. A black patron at a Denny's in Washington State had an issue where he claimed, he or she claimed, a waitress and a manager demanded that he and his fellow black male diners being singled out were asked to pay for their food prior to eating. And there's other cases where... Uh, Denny's ended up apologizing after the fact. 
every time they get called out, they apologize after the fact. And they say, oh, that's not how we are. That's not what we, you know, whatever. They always got an apology on the back end. But you diss black folks on the front end. And then you come with this apology on the back end. But even in this case, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, there haven't even been an apology. And if you watch the video, look it up. Watch the video. This white waitress told these two brothers, I don't serve you people. (laughs) She said it just like that. I don't serve you people. And told them to get on out of here. Like, are you kidding me? It is 2023. Are we still playing these games? These brothers were truckers. They just were passing through. Wanted to stop somewhere that they thought would be decent, clean, grab a bite to eat, and keep it moving. They weren't trying to start no trouble. They just wanted to get a little something to eat and keep going. And then you got to deal with this bull crap. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, y'all can mess with Denny's if you want, but Denny's is at it again, and they don't ever have to worry about me darkening their door ever, ever, never. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and Denny's is on the kiss it list. Okay, you said they added again. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, they added again. I'm like, good yeah, grief. How many times do y'all have to be sued for being racist? Why don't y'all just go back to the way y'all used to operate back in the day and put a sign in the window and say, no N-words welcome. At least then mm-hmm. folk will know that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, anyway, we're going to keep it moving. Keep I'm going to go refill my wine glass. Papa Didi, living for the city. Ooh, Lord. Mm. My goodness. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? Over then, Didi's well, at it again. This has been some night, you know, and um, I just want to say that, uh, like, from earlier, I didn't want the caller to get the wrong idea on what I was trying to say about anything because I had no opinion when people speak, that's how they feel. And I want to call it, you know, that you don't have to keep saying that you're not a Trump supporter. You, you can be. That's your choice. That's your choice. And we, we, we're not here on this show to tell anybody how to vote, you know, whether you vote or not. It's your business. How you feel about anything is your business. As long as you are honest about your opinion, that's all we care about is honesty with people, whether you're a Trumper or whatever. The more honest you are, the more I would like you. You know, for people to speak how they feel. But getting off of that subject, I mean, I'm not going to go into a, a Hollywood uh, wrap-up at all, but that's the uh, Kettle's gig. But lately, man, I've been looking at this Hollywood stuff, and, man, some of them people in Hollywood that are glitzy and glamorous and got money and getting gigs all the time, man, their personal lives is fucked up. You hear me? Hmm. Man, I mean, you 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 talk about people like I run down a couple people. Let's talk about Reese Witherspoon. Just got divorced. Jennifer Anderson. I don't know who she's fucking with. Okay, she just she's been making a ton of money ever since Friends and you know movies and all kind of shit. And she ain't had to work for shit. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin Costner. He's going through a major divorce. 
Because Kevin Costner, in my opinion, he was fucking everything up in Hollywood and getting away with it for years. But that shit finally caught up with his ass, okay? You got Brad Pitt and, you know, Angelina Jolie. That situation with that, that shit hit the fan like a son of a gun, which was crazy. You know, Ben Affleck and all the crap he done been through between the drug thing and his wife, you know, uh, what was her name, Jennifer, and, and all that shit they went through with Tom Brady and his rings and, the, and messing with the nanny and all this shit, you know. And then you got Holly Berry and all this stuff. And these are major fucking A-list people that I'm talking about that we honor. We see them at the Met all dressed up. We see them on the runway all dressed up. You know, and um, and then last but not least, uh, what's the young lady sitting in the middle chair at uh, America's Got Talent? Mm. The Spanish girl. Oh, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, she's going through a divorce. And then you got your girl next to her. Can't get enough fucking Heidi, Heidi Klum. <laughs> Another one. It's, it's got all kind of shit going. But these people on the surface look glamorous as shit. You know what I mean? They got the clothes and the body and the look and the this and the this and the that. And they laughing with Simon Cowell and all kinds of shit. But their personal lives are fucked up. It's crazy. And, you know, I just want to put that out there. Because everything that glitters is not gold. And, and, and money cannot buy you fucking happiness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... I just want to put that out there. I named about nine people that over the last ten years or so, you know, they've been in the news for everything else but they fucking talent. So I'm going to leave it at that. Interesting point. Mm. All righty. Okay. All right. Papa Didi dropped the hammer on all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a jungle sometimes. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, well, let's see. Are we going to take a quick one, Cattle, and then come back with the Hollywood wrap-up? Yeah, it's like a little CC. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side of the break with Cattle and all the goods on the Hollywood wrap-up. You are listening to an encore presentation of a pajama party show. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Morning with Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for Kettle and the Hollywood wrap up. Ooh, I'm looking forward to this one. Kettle says she had some stuff this week. Mm. All right, mm-hmm. Papa Dee, hit that intro so she can get into it. Hollywood, ba 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 Hollywood. All right, Kettle. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, I'm my girl Oprah. Huh? She's the front runner today, and The Rock they team up to launch a ten million dollar fund for displaced Maui residents. Um, 
of course, everybody knows Oprah lives in, 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 in Maui. She has um, plenty of property there. So in the wake of the devastating Maui wildfires, two of the biggest celebrities on earth with Hawaii ties are teaming up to help Maui, Oprah and Dwayne Wayne, uh, Wayne Johnson, I'm sorry, The Rock, created a fund called the People's Fund of Maui to put money directly in the hands of residents who were displaced and affected by the Maui wildfires. Organizers say the fund is, is launching with an initial $10 million donated by Winfrey and Johnson. Okay, and people from all over the world can contribute to the fund with a donation. So this money is going directly to the people. Um, they said displaced residents who lost their homes um, in uh, Kalu wildfires are eligible to receive $1,200 per month. This includes homeowners and renters. Organizers say this does not include property owners not living in the residence. Um, applicants, they must be 18 years of age and be able to provide proof of residence, um, you know, in that particular area. So uh, kudos to them. Um, you know, if you want to contribute, you can. You know, you can go online and contribute to their funds. So um, like I say, kudos to my girl, Oprah. All right. Um, I know you always talk about bad Papa D.D., but she is doing some good things uh, nowadays. Um, also, Beyonce uh, refuses to pay $2.7 million tax bill to the IRS, despite a $500 million renaissance tour. Really? Say what? The IRS, yeah, the IRS has issued a response to Beyonce's claim of an unjust tax bill of the $2.7 million, uh, ticketing by her assessment and denying any errors in their calculations. Grammy Award winner previously spoke out against the tax bill, saying that the IRS demanded an estimated 805000 in taxes and 161000 penalties in 2018, and uh, over $1.4 million taxes um, and uh, 288000 in penalties in 2019. So I guess they added those two years together, and I guess that's where they came up with the $2.7 million. Um, so we have to see what's going to happen with that. Uh, I mean, I guess he's not going to easily just write a check and say, here, because I've made so much money on this tour. So, hey. It doesn't um, sound like it. Yeah. I I think maybe their um, X's and O's are not adding up to um, her calculations. So. Um, I wouldn't mess with internal revenue or motor vehicle. Man, she better write that check and have it figured out later. (laughs) Internal revenue or motor vehicle. No, that's how you got to handle them. You got to just write the check and then say, I'm disputing it, but I'm going to pay what you claim I owe. Right. And now I'm going to get my team to comb through it, and we're going to figure this out. And if I'm wrong, fine. But if I'm right, you're going to give me my money back. Right, but don't not pay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I haven't heard the uh, Obama's name in a while. The Obamas, Gail King, Queen Latifah, and more were spotted at the 2023 U.S. Open. Um, the annual event kicked off on Monday the 28th with a headline-making performances by rising tennis star Coco Golf. Um, My girl. Prominent figures. Yep, were in attendance at the tennis uh, uh, championship. I guess they're Michelle Obama, Barack, Gail King, uh, Danny DeVito, okay, Queen Latifah, um, 
all weren't. What, Rosie for Wings? Oh, wow. Um, oh, Rosie was Other celebrities okay. open included, yeah. Haven't heard her in a while. Steel, Sean White, uh, Mike Tyson, um, Vera Wang. Wow. Um, and uh, even New York Mayor Eric Adams came out. Uh, the 2023 U.S. Open ends on Sunday, September the 10th. So, all right. That's what's up. Everybody hanging out, huh? Hanging out yeah. this, uh, this weekend. Yeah, this this Memorial weekend. Everybody going to do their thing. All right. Yeah, the also, weed heads um, were out, too, at the Open. <laughs> oh, okay, they were. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. <laughs> okay. Also, um, P. Diddy makes uh, two $1 million contributions to HBCU football team and financial literacy funds. The supporting HBCU is not just my honor, it's just his responsibility. As a mogul, he said, okay. The past weekend, the music mogul appeared at the Georgia State Center Park Stadium for a football game between South Carolina State and uh, Jackson uh, U. Um, the latter, which received a considerable donation from the um, Harlem native. Wow. To his Sean Combs Foundation, Diddy dedicated uh, $1 million to the um, Bolster Jackson State football team. All right. Kudos to him. He added, supporting HBCUs is not just my honor, it's his responsibility. You know, my grandmother raised me to make sure I saw my seed and he sows the seed, I'm sorry, in uh, my community, and that's what uh, I'm going to contribute to, continue to do. So kudos to Ron Diddy. All that money right. making, why not? Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. And uh, my boy, he's going to be in the movies uh, this weekend, starting today, Equalizer 3. If you haven't seen 1 and 2, go out and see 1 and 2 or get it online or whatever you got to get it. Um, the... Um, what is his name? Antonio uh, Fuega and Denzel Washington um, cement their legacy among uh, cinema's elite duos. Um, this was the uh, uh, producer, I'm sorry, director. Um, he's paired up with uh, um, Denzel before on Training Day. So they did um, some other movies together as well. So um, you guys check out the Equalizer 3. The franchise, this is the third installment. This is supposed to be the last one in the Equalizer. But uh, if you haven't seen 1 and 2, I'm trying to tell you, that is the joint. 1 and 2 and 3 is going to be off the chain. So check it out this weekend. It, it opened on Thursday. Uh, they said they already raked in almost $4 million already. So uh they plan on having a good uh, weekend as well. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to see it on Sunday. So, you got a chance to go see it? Go check it out. That's okay. Hollywood wrap up. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Good info. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. mentioning about the U.S. Open. Some of the tennis players were complaining that they were smelling a lot of weed. Apparently, Ooh. in the in the park near near to where they were playing. Uh, there oh, was the aroma. Okay. The aroma was wow. in the air. And they <laughs> okay. were making comments about it. I don't know if it wow. affected anybody's game, but uh, yeah. Well, recreational weed is okay. legal in New York, so. Yeah. Okay. I was saying, but the okay. tennis players were making comments about it. I guess they weren't with that. 
Yeah, right. But anyway, mm-hmm. I think anybody who lost was going to blame it on that. <laughs> and anyway, all right, well, we're down to the world-famous Kiss It list. So, Papa Didi, if you could please explain what is the Pajama Party Show world-famous Kiss It list. Those are people that shot themselves in the foot and uh, made a butthole of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I hate to do it, but um, that senator, what's his name? Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not oh, for man. any, not for any mean reasons, but my brother, please go to the doctor and find out what's wrong with you. Everybody's speaking up. Real everybody's speaking up for you. Talking, no, he's fine. He's fine. This man is freezing at the podium for like ten seconds, like a boxer just got knocked out. And he comes back, oh, you left, man. You left for a minute. Where were you? Checked out. Twice he done this. It's like, and and does anybody know what the freezing syndrome means? I mean, does that have a name? Is it an ailment? Like, like Alzheimer's? Is it, does it exist somewhere? But everybody's playing They're off. They're trying to say, oh, he just has yeah. bouts of lightheadedness. Fine, went back to his office, he's doing well, he's doing well, you know. All I can say to that is whenever I felt lightheaded, it made me dizzy and my balance would feel off. I've never felt lightheaded where I just stood there stiff as a board, just looking straight ahead. That is not the outcome of lightheaded. Somebody can say red wine five times and you don't even hear it. Yeah, that's not the outcome of lightheadedness. But anyway, um... Uh, did you have anybody? Yeah, I got a few people. Okay, go for it. I got uh, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Anderson. I got uh, Brad Pitt, Kevin Costner, Ben Affleck, Holly Berry. <laughs> Heidi Klum, and who's the Spanish girl on uh, America's Got Talent? Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara. All of them. All of them. Man-eaters. Can't keep a relationship with oh, your life. That's what it is, the man-eaters. Mm-hmm. Okay. We learned that from Paul and Oates years ago. Yeah, I remember. Watch out. She'll chew you up. Mm-hmm. All right. I have Denny's for being uh, undercover racist. And the latest one was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, denying black people service, saying that we don't serve you people. So Denny's is on the kiss it list. Also... And we'll also... Any black person that will go all the way to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to have a meal at Denny's. They're truck drivers. They were just passing through. I don't give, you know, that's why they had that. They should have just gone to McDonald's. That's why they had that book back in the day with a green book or something. Yeah. To show black people where to go when you travel. Oh, my gosh. You know, and that's where the, that's the other concept of the Clear Channel Network. You ever heard that before? Yes, I have. So when you travel, you know what channels were clear on your radio when you got in certain areas. Clear Channel Network. Now it's just Sirius XM, you know, clear all the time. You know, okay. Uh, anyway. Well, also, I want to add the Proud Boys, especially the one that was crying, crying. during his sentencing and then turned around and hollered, Trump won. Trump won. I was like, dude, you don't know what you want. 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Where's Trump? He was crying while Trump was golfing in Florida. There you go. Ain't that a bitch. Uh, also, fake customers. Now, this one is for customers who request 
people from companies to come out to their home, give them an estimate, because you say you want this product, you want the service, and then when they come <clears throat> out, you go, uh, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to do it. You know, it's like, why are you wasting people's time? So people front the game. That's you what I'm saying. Crowd. And I'm putting all of y'all that do that, I call you fake customers, stop wasting people's time. You know this stuff is not going to be cheap when you want to customize whatever. Custom kitchen, custom bathroom, custom mm. closets, whatever. You let those people come out there and spend their time and gas and effort to give you the whole rundown and tell you how beautiful this thing will be. And then you go, oh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I don't No, It's too much. If I own any kind, kind of business, there would never be a free estimate. Hell no. Well, it's going to cost you $60 for me to come to your door. There it is. Period. Also, I have this guy named Joseph Tokosh. Tokosh? T-O-K-O-S-H. This guy used to be a college professor of geography at Nichols University in Louisiana. Turns out this guy has a clown fetish, and he was getting attractive female students. He was at Kent University in Ohio. Oh, okay. I didn't know he came from Kent. Mm -hmm. He was getting female attractive students to allow him to put clown face makeup all over their face and then throw a pie in their face and then tell them, I'll give you extra credit if you let me do this, because this man has a clown fetish. Fetish, period. Yeah, clown fetish. Needless to say, he's not working in the the school field. Yeah, but by the time the school found out about it, it had been going on for a while. He ran up on a bunch of them. Yeah, he's running up on female students, Mm -hmm. and they're going along with it because they wanted the extra credit without doing the work. Free money. Free credit, yes. You want to sit there and let somebody... Anyway, uh, who else do we have? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Your girl. For turning on her own party this week. Mm-hmm. She said Mitch McConnell wasn't fit. Because she Even probably, though she's right. She I'm probably like, got but, somebody in Kentucky that can take... That, that she, a friend of hers to take his place. Yeah, but you know, I thought it's supposed to be one for all and all for one. Yeah, well, I guess not. We got one on... The, the Democrats got one, too. Well, there you go. Dying Feinstein. Yeah. Uh, the the whoever that was that robbed the Chicago TV crew mm-hmm. while they were filming a story about the robberies in, the in Chicago. A TV crew. Yeah. Somebody stole the cameras and all their personal items. Five in the morning, they out there filming. Also, the man in Nebraska riding around with a bull. In the front seat of his oh, car. Yeah. Well, they said he Come did. on, bro. The family had that bull since he was four months Yeah, old. I don't care. You don't need to ride around with him in a car. Well. You can pet him when you get home. Well. Um, let's see. That's that's everybody I think I had. Oh, I, I don't know what city it happened, but the cops who shot and killed a 21-year-old pregnant black woman. Yeah. Because they accused her of stealing some liquor. And then when she didn't want to get out and refused to get out the car and tried to pull off, mm-hmm. they shot her and killed her. Shot her right in the car. It wasn't like, even necessary. Bah, 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 so bah. those officers There's involved no in shooting the sister, you're in a kiss it list. Uh, Kettle, anybody else you want to add to this week's kiss it list? No, you guys covered it all. <laughs> all right. Well, we have something special for everybody on this week's kiss it list. And here Kiss is. my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. 
my All right, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. We're down to the last word. This Friday night, and Papa Didi, I'm going to you. What's your last word for tonight? My last word is, uh, I tell you, the, the politics of the world today is just crazy. And, a lot of people need to step back for a minute because with the fires in Hawaii and the storms and all the hurricanes on the horizon, I'm going to tell you, man, Mother, Mother Nature is, you know, national national disasters, natural disasters and Mother Nature will win every time. And after a while, it could be so devastating that it can cool everybody out. Stop all crime, you know. you got to look, look at some of these people that lost everything. And when they say everything, they mean everything. It ain't even no need in going through the rubble and looking for nothing because it's only going to piss you off or make you sad or just break you down. You know, and people can only talk about it, but you can't even imagine, can't imagine what it's like to just come and look at your home just toppled completely, mm-hmm. completely burnt out. Yeah, You're like, wow. Got, some people just got the clothes on their back. What they left with. So God bless everybody out there that's battling with that. God bless the Red Cross and everybody that's helping, you know, the Rock and Oprah and everybody who's uh, getting involved with their their resources and their money and their connections. Just get people on their feet. Like like Oprah was saying with the Rock, to, to give people the money, you know what I mean? Starting to give people $1,200 a week or a month or whatever the case may be, just to give people the, the power and the ability to have some type of income to help you out to get mm-hmm. you started. So... God bless everybody. You know, I feel for you. All right. Well, my last word is, in the words of Maya Angel- Dr. Maya Angelou, when people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. When you see places like Denny's that have this kind of repetitive behavior, and again, the operative word is repetitive. This was not a just one-time thing, oopsie, our bad. This is repetitive behavior. When you see it, Believe it. I would suggest leave them alone. You can find elsewhere to grab a bite to eat. I would personally stop messing with Denny's. And I, I, I guess that's all I'm saying. Believe people when they reveal themselves. My last word is Denny's. Kiss it forever. What's your last word, Kettle? Woo! I don't know if I can follow that. Ooh. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. Girl, I'm feeling some kind uh, of way. That's your opinion. That's your opinion. Um, my last word is uh, tonight is the first night of the um, curfew for D.C. residents. Um, 
let's hope and pray that tomorrow morning we don't see any, you know, thing that's transpired from this night. Um, and just, uh, just be safe out there this weekend, that's all. This uh, black-on-black crime is just, it's just getting out of hand. Um, and also the carjacking as well. I just don't understand people and their logic. These teenagers just don't have anything on their mind. They just want to have things or they're doing it for a reason or lashing out. I'm not sure. It's hard to try to get in the mind of these teenagers nowadays, but uh, um, they need some help. Um, maybe this is what they're doing. They're calling out for help for five individuals between the ages of 13 to 17 to carjack someone. Um, you know, I don't want to keep saying it's a racial thing, but just keep carjacking people um, in general. What is the reason behind it? Why? You want a joy ride? You want the car? Or what is it? Are you getting the car and selling for parts? I'm just not understanding. So um, we need the resources and we need the help out there for these young people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's my last word. I'm just frustrated. I'm just tired. Just, you know, of, the, of what's going on. I understand. I share your frustration yeah. with that. It doesn't make sense. I, I would lean on the parents and guardians. Get a grip on your kids. You know, it doesn't make sense. Why are these kids out in the street at all times of the night doing illegal mm-hmm. activities? You know, wow. how, 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 where are these parents and guardians? You know, yeah. I, I just feel like get, get a grip. Get yeah. your kids. <laughs> Keep yeah. up with where they are. You know, put down some rules, some boundaries, you know. Stop letting these kids run you. Don't be so pressed to say, look, I'm going out, y'all stay in the house, and then you go wherever, and you're trusting mm-hmm. them to stay in, and they out in the street like you out in the street. What? Somebody got to stay home and raise the kids. Mm-hmm. But Somebody I guess that's a, accountable. Girl, that's a topic for another time. But all right. Okay. We're going to stop it right there and say uh, we did what we came to do. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate the calls. Appreciate your feedback. Appreciate the listeners. We just appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks for being part of the Pajama Party crew. And uh, we're going to say good night. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, cattle. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying good night. Bonsoir. Arrivederci, adios. Have a, have a safe holiday weekend. Safe holiday. Be safe out there. Happy Labor Day. Be Get careful. In. Don't overdo it. After this weekend, it's back to business. Take Cold weather. In. Leaves falling off the trees. All that jazz. Yeah, get your rake ready. Get your rake ready. It's about to go down. Go down. All right. We're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. 
Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, no, no, no.